So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Thank you for... Wow. Wow. I was way wrong. Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 273 for November 15th, 2020. My name is Nathan Reedens-Bruth, and joining me this week, we have Andrew Aroa McVeigh. Uh, we're just, I'm just, I guess, not going to acknowledge whatever the hell just happened there. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Besh. We're the show that has the theme song so nice you want to listen to it twice at the but... same time to be specific. What? What just happened? What? Well, yeah, I didn't hear that. No, not this time, but, you know, only every other episode or so, it seems like I'm hearing the opening intro at the same time twice. Yeah, it's, uh, it's audio. Pretty sure it's because you're lazy. That is, uh, potentially a problem. Yes, I am potentially. You could just edit it out. Is it like that on the actual, like... On the release, yeah. Because uh, uh, he's playing it, and then he's listening to it, so you hear it when he listens to it. Yeah, yeah and it's, I... It's playing I, on the speakers and the mic at the same time. Yeah. It, yeah, I, it's not Rookie all the mistake. time. And I think I fixed it, but recently gotta, I think you gotta I fixed click, it. You gotta click one button or the other, not just the play button or double-clicking the thing. I know, right? It's 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 tough. It's tough to or do. Just, Connor just die? Yeah, sorry, my phone just vibrated off my table. Oh, good. This is good. the best podcast. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad we all prepared and got our, our lines ready, got our environment set. Yeah, I'm your uh, host. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Reading Entertainment Podcast. Today is November fifteenth. Joining me this week, we have Aroa. Where you can find Aroa. Aroa website. Have you have you edited your website at all? I haven't touched that. Fu- oh, wait, that's not true. I edited it last week. What did you do? Did you add reading in that details? you and Connor. Let me see. Oh, I good. haven't been here in a minute. Let's go to uh, aroa.website. No auto. Stories in my We've got YouTube, Discord, Twitter, Twitch, Mixer, SoundCloud, Reaton, and Cyberpunk Monk. See? So Reeton only goes to ReetonEntertainment.com. Mm-hmm. By the way, Web of Trust says that your website is not safe. Uh, yeah, that totally makes sense. It's not HTTPS. This site is potentially harmful. Cyberpunk Monk only goes to Cyberpunk Monk's Twitter. Yeah. Um, I oh, was kind you of have hoping... to. You have to manually put HTTPS. Apparently GitHub does not automatically redirect. Uh, okay, I, I was kind of hoping that you would have all of the links and they would click oh. them and just open up a bunch of different windows. Oh, like like have it to where the one the one click opens everything all at the same time. Yes. I'm sure that I can do that. Yeah, it would be a pain in the ass for anybody clicking on it, but it would be hilarious. Yeah. Now, I'm, uh, I'm looking at your source code here and I can't help but notice you still don't have any um ridiculous comments a la the nineteen ninety seven Space Jam website. Uh this is true. Um, I mean, it pleases me to think that if you're going to do any progress on this website, it's going to be just back-end progress that no one in the right mind would ever normally look at. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think that's an acceptable compromise. 
so so anyway uh you can find aroa at aroa.website where can you find where can we find you connor uh ironically enough you could also find me at aroa.website we should just start saying that it's gonna be a lot faster yes you could but also not all of my stuff re- is on there i know well, everything later. should be on there we'll yeah, on your later. your written entertainment that's true you, everything is on there you, you need to add Clinton Score Classics, which yeah, could also be found at Reaton Entertainment. Yep. Or anywhere else that podcasts can be found typically. Yep. Currently Runs. going through book four of Rise of the Rune Lords. We just had a party member die and uh, a new one mysteriously appeared from the shadows, almost as if they made a new character or something. It's amazing how that happens. How we, we just keep finding new characters who have the same voice as the previous <sighs> characters. It's so weird how that happens. It really is. I'm really hoping uh, we can get Oroa to become one of our party members. We need a druid. I have, I, I, I have so poor time management that I have no idea how I would fit that in. Frankly, it's a miracle that we've done this for the two it years that we've been doing it. Really is, and it has not been just two years. As somebody who has played well, tabletop games oh you mean for... the tabletop game, the tabletop right? games yeah you know, finding... the podcast has been around since i lived with my parents yeah finding that's... a group of adults who can schedule one day a week together pretty consistently like we have is mighty impressive yeah it's uh it's difficult especially when we have you know we have such varying schedules like my schedule is way different than aiden's schedule for instance aiden's one of the members of the 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 clinton's core classics and he you know he he's a college student and not just a normal college student, he does engineering which i imagine has a lot of homework so yeah it's it's nice to be able to get us all together uh anyway uh what games have you played this week aroa um not a ton i keep i i keep putting it off but i i need to need to play a couple of things for videos um i i intend to play the uh the more recent game from the until dawn people what's it called little hope Uh, oh not not um man of medan no little hope is the is the next one Um, okay man of medan was the first in the dark pictures anthology Uh, have you played have you played man of medan i have not um it really, I lost interest in it very quickly watching somebody play it. Uh, but I recently watched someone go through Little Hope and I liked it a lot. Um, and I kind of want to see what other variation is in there. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be trying to wrangle uh, a couple other people in my family into playing that over uh, Parsec. Oh, so right. We'll, right. We'll see how that goes. Cause you can do online. But for one, both parties have to own a copy of the game, but also you can only do two player uh, online, whereas couch co-op, you can have up to five people. So like if you can do couch co-op online, then that makes the game that much better. So that's what I'm uh, that's what I'm going to try to wrangle. Um, Did play, uh, you know, the normal world of warcraft shit uh yeah yeah getting, getting that in that shadowlands hype you know that's uh, that got delayed right 
Uh, it's coming out not this not this week, but next week, I believe. Okay, I'm pretty um, sure it got delayed. Like it was supposed to come out. It's been last month or something. Times. Yeah, it was. It was supposed to come out uh, like summer originally, I think. Oh wow, and that's that's a lot yeah, of delay. Yeah, uh, it's been delayed more than fucking Cyberpunk 2077. You know that is that is that's incorrect. Funny. That's wrong. Yeah, I think yeah, th- I believe that is incorrect. Uh, it is. It's been delayed a lot. Um, well, Cyberpunk originally was supposed to be, uh, like the the first official release date that they had was like in April, and then it got delayed until November, and now it's delayed until December. So technically, Shadowlands has been delayed fewer times. Well then. Um, well, not anyway. maybe not fewer maybe not fewer times. Oh my god, it but, doesn't matter. <laughs> but the length of which it has been delayed for. Anyway, go on. Um, the only other stuff, uh, an older game, uh, Celeste, that came to Game Pass. Uh, I've been playing through that because my brother-in-law uh, said that the developer apparently confirmed recently that the main character is indeed trans and that what everyone thought uh, was actually true. And I am very skeptical of that making any sense. I I feel like they're they're pulling a uh, uh, J.K. But, Rowling. Uh, yeah, they're pulling a J.K. Rowling. So I'm going to play through the game myself and determine one way or another. And plus, I, I like that kind of game because I really like Meat Boy and it gives me strong Meat Boy vibes. Yeah, so, yeah. Celeste seems like a pretty good uh, platformer. It does. Yeah. Uh, Tetris Effect Connected also came out and I am not going to bother trying to play that game online, but man, it is really it's just a really solid Tetris experience. Good. I cannot wait for that game to come out the PC. It's I on think PC. it is on. Yeah, it's on, it's on Game Pass. Oh, is it on Game Pass? Oh, shoot. Is this available? Oh, I might pick up Tetris Effect. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, I have a little bit of a Tetris problem. Sometimes I get Tetris fever, and now that I could do this in VR, it seems like the natural way to go. Yeah, I I'm not, I have not tried to see if the if the Game Pass version is VR compatible. I know that the Steam version of the original release is, so uh, very curious to see if uh, I can get that working in VR. I know you can do, what is it, uh, Subnautica in VR from Game Pass, so oh, cool. there's probably a way. Have you, uh, have you ever tried, I think there's an emulator for the Virtual Boy for VR. Uh, I'm sure that that exists. Uh, if if it's not in Emu VR, then um, I'm, it's out there somewhere. And I no, I have not. I've not tried it, but I am definitely uh, interested in doing that. Yeah, I, I had a Virtual uh, Boy growing up. I had a lot of fun with it. I, I'm going to. I I say this. I say this fairly regularly, but I'm going to try to tr- like rework how I live and uh try to do more things this next year uh because it's uh leading into uh this isn't like a game that i played but um i I, i'm sure that connor isn't is definitely not aware of it but nathan do you know anything about unis honest nope not not a thing Uh, it is a markiplier uh led thing technically it's markiplier uh crank gameplay is also known as ethan um, and then Mark's 
uh, girlfriend, Amy, uh, along with some other people that they, that they hired, but, uh, that they, they've had a project going where they have made a video every day for the last year. And then after that year was up, they deleted the channel entirely. So yes, you, you mentioned watch. that you mentioned that okay. there was, there was like a, I remember there was, it was game grumps. Did it was a game grumps. Is that game grumps? No, I think they did another one where they had like a separate channel that they would upload videos to, and then they would delete it after a year as well. No, okay, not a thing. <laughs> I no. don't fucking know. Uh, I know. Uh, no, the uh, Unisonis was was purely them. Um, was, was Mark Flyer and, and Grand Gameplays, but uh, that finally finished, and uh. That was a very interesting project, and I uh, I have been for the last couple of weeks uh, been using the time I would normally use to work out to instead work on my home uh, server so that I could back up all of the videos from that channel, and I also recorded the entire live stream. I have a twelve hour long MKV file for the entire twelve hour live stream that they did where they deleted the channel, and. Um, yeah, that that in kind of like hit me somewhere. It's it's a it was really interesting if you were somebody who watched every single video and it became part of your daily schedule to like because I was something I ate dinner and as we were eating dinner, watched the daily Unisonis video and like to have that just not be a part of daily life anymore is really jarring in a, in a remarkable way. And they kind of framed it that way to be like, they're, they're dead. They died. That channel is dead. And, uh, like it's, it's, it's weird because it, it almost feels like someone in my life has died. And like, I just have to deal with that now. That's fucking uh, weird. Not, yeah. It's really cool. Like I'm not taking it as hard as some of the fucking weirdos who were like sobbing at, about it and like begging for them to not delete the channel because like that's the fucking point the point is that they delete it and then you're upset about it but yeah i think it's i think it's just a really cool thing but it, well, it made me like think about the fact that i i waste a lot of my time or at least i don't manage my time well and i never have and i'd like to try to do something about that so good uh, manage your time better and give me money. So, Connor. You don't what? need my money. You make twice as much as I do. I don't make twice as much. I make like 35% more than you. So. <laughs> so humble. It's, it's true. I mean, it's true. Um, <clears throat> Connor, what games have you played this week? I have played Pikmin 3. I think it was last week or two weeks ago or whatever I mentioned that I had beaten the game pretty preemptively. So now I'm trying out all the extra content before I go through a replay on the harder difficulty. And I adore this game. I know you don't like it, but I love it. The side missions, I'm not sure if they're jazzing with me too well, though. They are more time trials than extra content. And I don't like time trials, especially not in Pikmin. I wish they would understand that when they make games when they make these games personally for me like they do. I I think that there should be a mode where you can disable. Like, 
if it's part of the main story, because I remember what the original Pikmin had a limit, right? 30 days. 30 and days. Then I think you get five extra days if you need it, but it's it, it, it tells you like, oh, well, you, you already failed, but here you go. Uh, I see. I don't remember exactly how it goes. I, I never actually got it. It's, Pikmin 1 is a very easy game. Yes, but they, so they have a 30-day limit on that one. Uh, Fallout, the original Fallout, has a timer, at least in the beginning. And I kind of hate that about Fallout 1, too. It, if you know what you're doing, it's not too big of a deal, but I remember playing that game not knowing what I was doing, and I sort of just wanted to go explore. And... Even, even if you don't know what you're doing, getting the water chip is pretty easy. And the, and so you have it from what I remember, and I could could be wrong, but you get the water chip, you take it back, and they're like, and and then it turns that timer off, and they're like, oh, we need you to go do something else, and you're like, okay, it's not just about finding the water chip. Uh, the, right. that there is a hard timer in the game, though. Uh, they like... remo- I think they removed it in later versions of the game. Maybe in Fallout One. Yeah, I, I I know for a fact in Fallout Two, like the game just ends once you reach a certain date. Does it? Yes. Oh, see, it, I didn't know like, that that had a hard timer. It's it, it like it's a really long timer, and it's probably because like the game would break if it went longer than that or something. It like I, I imagine guys of old age. <laughs> like I, I imagine it's some kind of technical limitation that they had to put that in there. But I know that that's a thing that the game just ends on a particular date interesting well i think with the original with with the original fallout uh there must i i believe after you take the water chip back you can find the water chip pretty easily take the water chip back to the vault and it disables that timer for the water chip dying basically and then you go out and you can continue the story and fighting the master and all that so, did you play anything else, Cyberpunk? Mark? Yeah, yeah, I did. Played a little bit of Pavlov. I'm taking a step back from playing the Counter-Strike style games, and I'm playing more like the Gary's Mod style games. Um, Trouble in Terrorist Town, Prop Hunt. Um, there's a, It's a rough translation of the zombie mode from Call of Duty. I've been having a blast at that. How and does I wanna... Prop Hunt work in VR? You become the prop in... Um, one of your triggers locks you in place. The other one makes a sound. But if how you do you like? Sound, oh. How do you like move around? Just click. You, you, like if you want to become something, you just sort of grab it, as if you were going to pick it up, and then you become that. Like you could see a little, like a semi-translucent outline of where you would be, and then you go and run to the place where you want to hide, lock in the place, and I hope it's it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I, yeah, you get to I like. Mean, I need to play that. You get the right group. It's. I think it's all about finding a social crowd. It, it was a blast. Well, we played again. I keep on saying you need, you need to play Pavlov sometime. Yeah. Y'all know how sometimes you boot up VR and it's like uh, people are hosting rooms? Yeah. I went on one of those today and I had a oddly pleasant time. Um, uh, it was some people. It was uh, like a tour of a beach in Hawaii. And someone was explaining to another guy how the game works and or how the controllers work. And while they were doing that, I was spraying graffiti up there. Guy walks up to me. He was like, uh, how'd you do that? 
I you know showed him how to select his tools and stuff like that, and I learned some cool stuff. You could share like screenshots and gifts. We were littering all over this place. We were posing for photos and stuff. It was an unusually pleasant time. Huh. And then cool. I have uh, I'll share the screenshots in uh, the Discord later on. I also played Warhammer. I got two games in this weekend because if everything's going to shut down again, I want to get as many notches on my belt as I can. So who? First ga- what's your favorite uh, race in that game? Uh, the faction I play is the Adeptus Mechanicus, which is sort of like the IT guys of the Imperium. I see. Slash the Catholics of the Imperium. Like, um, imagine if they worshipped, instead of God, they worshipped the computer or the toaster or you know, technology in general. I see, I see, got you. Those are my dudes. They're very transhumanist in the most body horror of ways. So they're the cyberpunk monks, got it. Uh, I played a game against Tyranids, which are the Zerg. Uh, I lost, but it was 51 to 58, so a very close game. I basically wiped out his forces by the time my reinforcements showed by, and him having the early game advantage knocked him just that close. And then the second game was a rematch uh, from what I did the first time against White Scars, and I won. It was 52 to 24. Uh, his ability that makes him really good in this new ninth edition is that he can charge after falling back, and he gets a whole bunch of bonuses after charging. I you know everybody has the option to retaliate before somebody lands that charge. It, you got to pay a, a, a resource that allows you to do that called a command point which you only get so many of to, in order to do that. And he kept on trying it, and I kept on doing it each round, and it just kept on working. And by the time that any of them actually connected, he'd only be hitting with, like, two or three Marines left. It was unfortunate for him. But I, I'm i loving this game. I want to play more. I really hope things don't shut down so I can keep on playing. Uh, every, everything's shutting down in Oregon for two weeks. It's it it's like a a grid based uh board, right? Not grid. It's um the table that we play on is six by four plus a little bit of extra change. So we just make terrain on one side to cut it down to shape. Mm. I was th- I was thinking like whether or not it would be possible for you to do that virtually. Tabletop uh, simulator. Well, oh, right. of course, right. But I I meant more like um. Like how you could play chess remotely, you know, oh. or, uh, as if if you could have an identical play field on either side of of the the webcam, so to speak. Maybe uh, with roll twenty, you can get away with something like that. I I think a little bit of it is the social aspect, though. I like hanging out with people, and I like seeing their models, and I like yeah. That, well, that's more. what I say. Like if you both had a webcam on, and you could like have an identical play space. Then, like, you could be like, okay, I'm gonna move my my character to to this position, and then they could move, like a a, a thing that's representative of that uh, on yeah. their side as well. Like, it, yeah, it'd be kind of a pain, but at least you know you'd still get all of that. Well, if right. Bill Gates is listening and wants to get me a Hololens AR dev kit, I will work <laughs> on fixing this problem. I guess that would be kind of like the way to do that, huh? That uh, that would be like a valid or a really good implementation of, of AR. As far as solutions to problems, I think having like a, a support or an auxiliary overhead camera or something like that would be essential, but I'd be willing to invest in that to play Warhammer anywhere. I really like want... like playing chess and Star Wars. 
I really want um, the Hololens VR, but I, but you also need to be able to make sure Connor can paint his little figures. So I just want him to like be painting his figures with the Hololens AR stuff, and then be like, <laughs> "Fuck!" <laughs> just throw like the whole, throw the whole thing away. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so you did you win either of the matches? I won the second match, which was the rematch. I smoked him. Oh, good, good. Uh, did you play anything else? Not that I think of. Um, I'm gonna play Pathfinder, and you could turn into Clinton's Core Classics to hear about that. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna move on to me. Uh, I played Overwatch on Monday. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I played Borderlands 3. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I, I spoke about this last week, but I don't like that they, the humor that they use, they are very, very much relying on what they created with Borderlands 2 instead of creating new humor. So it's it's not as funny the second time. Or this in this case, like the fourth time that they've used the same kind of jokes and the same way that they talk to you, because as I as I seem to recall from gameplay videos, it seemed very much like they were trying to go for the the sort of repetitive comedy of like uh, uh, like certain Tim and Eric sketches, but they didn't understand what made that funny. And it just turned into them repeating the same thing over and over again and just being obnoxious for the sake of obnoxiousness. Well, and part of it for me, it's like Borderlands 2 had Handsome Jack. I'm sure both of you have played that game. And Handsome Jack, I thought was pretty funny. The way that he would just like radio into you uh, and be like, hey, how's it going? I have, you know, sparkle princess pony thing. I forget what the name of it was. And then... They're trying to replicate that with this game where they have the two villains like like calling into you the whole time. And I'm just like, okay, cool. This has been done before. Can we please come up with a new joke? I get it. You're going to talk to me and make fun of me. Can we, can we do something else here? Because the game's not very creative. I have been having fun with it. I just don't think that the humor quite lands you know any of the times that they tried it it's one of those like, like you just said one of those yeah i got it kind of kind of exactly. writing styles absolutely and then i played on friday night i played sonic mania and that oh. game that game was good Wait, so- sonic mania or sonic mania plus sonic mania so the original release okay uh let me see I- i'm pretty sure i just have sonic mania yeah, I just when have Sonic you, Mania. If, if you bought it when it first came out, then yeah. I did uh-huh. not, but it was on sale for like under $5. Oh, then yeah, that was definitely the original. Yeah, so was, I was uh, like, oh, plus, yeah. It came out I, last year sometime, I think. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a it's a good game. Uh, I had fun with it. I did not beat it, but I did play it quite, you know, How for a couple hours. Fin- well, oh, okay, if you only played it the one night. Yeah, like I didn't. It's it's not a hard game. It's just it's, it's not very long either. It's not very long. I'm probably like I think I'm on the last level, but probably like I think I finished that on Switch 
um, in like a couple of afternoons, like playing it in my car waiting. That was whenever I would pick somebody up after work uh, a lot of days. Yeah. So I would play that while waiting on them and finish that in like two or three days. So it's a good game. I, I liked it. Uh, last night, uh, I was invited to play Among Us with you guys, and I didn't because I was seriously exhausted. I went to bed and I slept for like 10 hours. So you know, I was I was very tired last night. Did you did you did you wake up feeling good and refreshed? Kinda. Okay. It was good. weird. That's because I I also slept really really deep last night, and then when I woke up, I felt like I had a hangover. Oh no no I don't do that. <laughs> uh, did, were you wearing your your uh, your CPAP yeah, machine? Yeah, I, I probably need to like clean it, and I need a new head piece, which. Hey, uh, if anybody has a CPAP machine uh, who's listening to this, uh, just so you know, uh, Amazon sells uh, CPAP supplies, and it is cheaper than it is through my medical supplier. Uh, so I would highly recommend going that route, uh, depending on how it costs compared to what your insurance gives you, because... Right. Uh, like stuff I'm pay I was normally paying thirty to fifty dollars for I can get on Amazon for twenty or less and it is quality stuff. Well, that's good to know. I don't use the CPAP. I wouldn't be surprised it's if I awful. needed one. I hate it, but it makes it feel better, right? But yeah, like if I didn't have it, I would feel like I was dead every single day. I remember like, that's uh, that's how I that's how you felt when I met you. Yeah. Like, so, and not just emotionally, just like, uh, I probably would have made it through college if I had known about sleep apnea at that time, because I was falling asleep, like sitting up all the time. Interesting. That, that could be yeah. a problem. Yes. So we're going to move on and we're going to talk about some stories. Uh, first story, we're, we're going to talk about the small ones first, and then we'll go into the big long one that we've got. So Elite Dangerous is going to be free on Epic Games Store next week. This week, Just basically. the base game? Not even Horizons? Looks like it's just the base game. That's kind of shit. I mean, it's still free, and you can get a lot of entertainment out a lot of... space trucking. Yeah, there's a lot of... You can fly around a lot and run out of gas in Elite Dangerous. <laughs> uh, the base game. And I and I think it's it's cool that it's free. I yeah would think that uh, Horizons should be should be considered, but whatever. Free games are free games. Uh, that's November nineteenth through November twenty sixth. Uh, so all you need to do is log into your Epic Game Store account and pick up the game. You're good to go. So I already have Elite Dangerous, but I haven't played it in a while. Have either of you played that recently? No, I I really want to because I have yet to play it in VR. Um, really? Yeah, and I know that that's like a really cool thing. What I want to do, um, there's a thing called I think uh, Open VR OVR Toolkit. I think is what I use. Um, which I I don't know. Have Have you used any kind of overlay software like that? I use VR? O- I use OVR Drop. So OVR Drop um, is like a fucking pile of ass compared to uh, whatever it is, VR Toolkit or whatever. 
Okay. Um, so, because OVR Drop, last I checked, hasn't been updated since like August of last year or some shit, right? Oh, really? I have no idea. I still use yeah. it occasionally, but let's see. So, um, there's that, and there's also a... Uh, there's there's one that's free and open source that I've been trying to kind of use, but like I have things kind of set up with VR toolkit and I like the way that they are. Um, but anyway, uh, you can potentially set it up where you have the camera feed going out of that. Um, I think it'd be really cool to be able to have a uh, like an overlay of my steel battalion controller that's kind of statically down where like the control panel is so that i can just look down without having to like take my headset off or anything and be able to see all the buttons there so i can still use my steel battalion controller in vr like i think that would be super fucking cool yeah because you have if I, if I can get that going then i'm really mad that i didn't steal that from you when i <laughs> When I came to your you house, really, you should really look on eBay at some point and see if they're still as cheap as they were when I got mine. Because mine was only like a hundred and something. The and answer is no. The box. Oh. The answer is no. <laughs> um, uh, it was like ten years ago. So let's check right now. Um, I will say I, I I seem to remember I got a fantastic deal considering it came with the box and both the base game and the online that obviously doesn't work anymore, but still. Well, okay, so we've got, um, with zero bids on it, $275 with $50 shipping. Oof. Um, it's Steel Battalion, Steel Battalion Original Xbox, complete with controller, tested. Uh, so this is Steel Battalion, the game, plus the controller. Um, yep. That's buy it now only for $499 with $60 shipping. That's uh, a lot ooh. of money. Yeah. Yes. So I it, do has not there, think I'll ever get one Has there of those. been any like niche manufacturer or something that has made a comparable controller for PC that's like native Hotas? I mean, like... they they have like really cool controllers, but they are still like three to four hundred bucks. But, and they're also just like, they're just a flight stick or like they're just a flight stick and pedals or something like that. Like none of them are dual joystick with three pedals and a ton of buttons. Right. Uh, and that's like, it works so well with Elite Dangerous if you put the effort into mapping everything to a button. Yes. And like having VR combined with that would be the icing on the cake because... The only thing that doesn't work in that game is uh, like controlling the camera. Uh, I, I remember. Goes. I remember your or joystick. I remember you took a label maker and labeled all of your buttons for that yep. game. Yep. Which is like, funny because I, if I, you have VR, you can't read them. Well, that's what I was saying. Is if I can get that overlay thing to work the way I want, where I can have the camera feed. Uh, then and just have it as statically existing over where the instrument panel would be then i can just in vr look down and it would be a camera feed of my steel battalion controller and be able to push the buttons and see them that would be cool or design uh your own 3d cockpit in the game <laughs> with the steel battalion controller so you know where everything's at yeah, I'll I'll get right fucking on that. Do it. 
So we're going to move on. We're going to talk about Twitch. Twitch is enabling gambling, kind of. Not with not with real money. Uh, the the it's from Engadget said Twitch viewers can bet their channel points on predictions. And this is from again from Engadget. It says Twitch has introduced a new feature called predictions for creators who want to encourage viewer participation on their channels. Predictions allow creators to set events wherein viewers can use their channel points to predict an outcome. For instance, the host can broadcast a pizza eating challenge with a prediction asking viewers if they think they c- that the person can finish a table size uh, pizza in 15 minutes. Viewers can then bet their channel points on either yes or no, basically, uh, and, with, and win a proportionate share of channel points from the total pool. It's, so it's salty bit. Um, yeah, it depends on who. Like if if Oroa had a thing where he's like, "Can I eat this pizza in fifteen minutes?" That's that's a yes. That's definitely a yes. Mm-hmm. I just <laughs> like that I could finally have the salty bed of who wins between this delicious cheese pizza and Oroa's IBS. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, if 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 I don't have access to lactate, then in the end, the pizza really wins. Yes. I know where I'm betting my channel points. Yeah. So this, I think, is, um, what's that? Stupid. Yeah, this is like, I you, you know what this is. It's Twitch trying to integrate features that third-party platforms have had for a long time. Yeah. Um, and like... I'm sorry to whoever gives a shit about channel points, but I don't understand them. I don't. I don't even have them. Gives a shit. I don't even have them enabled on my channel. I I absolutely agree with the way that Vine Sauce uses them, where uh, he has nothing that you can redeem them for. Um, he he allows people to generate them, uh, and he calls them brain cells. And every year they have they have the the dump. Uh, where they all dump all of their brain cells into something stupid uh, for no reason other than just to make a mockery of how useless and pointless these things are. Yeah, interesting. Now, it says the feature is now available to 50% of all Twitch partners and affiliates. Twitch is hoping to gather user feedback from the soft launch first before making it available to everyone by the end of the year. What are you expecting? Like, what... what Who cares? Like to get out of this? <laughs> well, I remember. So, weren't there a lot of third parties that would allow you to have channel points before they they put channel points on Twitch? Yeah, that that's what I was talking about. Because you you would get like like if you had uh, Streamlabs or or Stream Elements or something, there would be a chat bot that would keep track of how long a person was in chat, and if you were in chat for a certain length of time, then you got these arbitrary points that the streamer could make a name for them. And then, like, you could spend those points on things like like having a certain thing pop up on the on the stream or whatever. They're um, uh, uh, Mixer had them natively from the beginning in the form of those the lightning bolt thingies, uh, whatever they were called. Sparks. I can't even remember. Sparks. Um, and like they made a lot of sense on there because the interactions on the stream were directly tied to Sparks in a lot of cases. Right. So they yeah, had they were. just like buttons that you could click on and you'd have to spend sparks to activate the buttons. Um 
and here those it's, it's the I just want to say the the thing about Sparks is that went across like that was on your account, so it didn't matter if you were watching a specific person or not. You could yeah. spend your Sparks. It wasn't like I went into a Roa stream and earned Sparks for his channel, and I used and I could earn points on Connor's channel. I like, could earn those to, sparks and use them wherever I wanted. They're meant to to imply a degree of loyalty, uh, and and to like get you to want to watch a particular streamer every time they're on, so that you can have more points than anybody else, and that means that you're cooler than them. And sure, I get that idea, but I still don't like. I don't know anyone who actually cares about this system. And I don't really know how you would use this for any anything interesting without making it annoying. Yeah, so uh, I will not be using predictions on my fucking stream because that's just not going to happen. But if you want to use it on your stream, then I can unfollow you, I guess. I don't know. Does Switch have, like, polls baked in yet? Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't think that they do. And that seems like that would be way more useful than this. Yes. Nathan and I were kind of talking about it before you showed up. And this reminded me of like straw poll a little bit. Yeah. That seems like it'd be a no brainer to implement. Hey, hey guys, I have a question and I don't want my chat to be flooded. Do you think A, B, or C? Yeah. And like, you could just, it would be the same UI just without having points. Yeah. Uh, or like i'm sure that somebody will use this uh for that sort of thing but like as a decision maker sort yeah of thing. and like whoever has like and having users that have more points uh like be able to have more influence makes sense in that way so like that would be kind of cool i'm curious as to whether or not this this interface makes that easy to do mm-hmm. um because you can only have two choices like, it'd be nice to have, a, say, like, five or six different options or something. Especially in something like... Uh, yeah, at least four. But it, it, you could use it for something like a like a visual novel or a choose-your-own-adventure game kind of thing, where it's like, okay, guys, which option do we pick? And, you know, that'd be cool. But, like, this, where it's, like, salty bet, I don't really know how many different use cases that's going to have. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. But... Let's move on to our last stories. Our last stories. Well, and those... Well, uh, what? Uh, What's up? I don't know if you... Did you see what I posted in the podcast discussion? I just no. posted a thing. You just There's posted not a whole lot it. to say about it. Breaking yeah. news. Uh, is the uh, Windows 10 Microsoft Store PC no, version no, of the game available in VR? The thing right above that. Oh, okay. Uh, Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs players are losing access to... Save files. That seems bad. I like that they're replicating the 90s, though. <laughs> I like that uh, they're just like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make your save files disappear, and you can blame it on your sister. We've <laughs> gone to a simple game design philosophy. We've also simplified the way that a game saves work, and that sometimes they just don't. <laughs> so um, not not a whole lot to say, but basically... Uh, looks like Ubisoft automatically makes your saves synchronize with their cloud service. And it appears that the cloud service is uh, corrupting the save data. 
uh, routinely on all platforms. So um, you can just lose many hours in your long open world game uh, just because Ubisoft won't stop trying to ram their cloud cock into your mouth all the time. I am very excited about uh, losing all of my save files. It's a good thing I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game in like a decade. You know what's funny wait. is that people who pirate the game won't have this problem. That's true. Yeah, I didn't mention it, but I did get to play a little bit of Valhalla, and I can't wait to play this game in like six months when I can get it for 50% off. <laughs> did you see that Warhammer? Cloud saves aren't fucked up. Yeah, did sure. did you see that Warhammer Quest is on sale on Steam right now, Connor? I don't know what that is. What is what that? Is it? It's a Warhammer game. It's called Warhammer Quest. I don't know. Can I bring it to my local game store and play with it? Uh, based on the classic tabletop game, Warhammer Quest is an addictive mix of role-playing and strategy. Oh, this looks like ass. Yeah, it looks not great. It's got good reviews. Mostly positive reviews. Yeah, you can buy those, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's only three bucks, so there you go. Anyway, we're going to move on to our last stories, which is all about Apple. More Apple stuff. They have, they did their Apple conference, right? I think they did another one. Another one. Their their biweekly their biweekly Apple conference was done, and they revealed the M1 chip. Is this the new? This is the chip that they are going to be making themselves for their new MacBooks that get released. Is that correct? Correct. And it looks like it's probably pretty good it's five nanometer chip with 16 billion transistors it's got a 16 core neural engine to power the machine learning capabilities uh it's got thunderbolt 4 and an eight core cpu and gpu uh did you did you watch this i didn't watch it but i've already read everything because i was very curious uh to see if they would talk about the performance and like any particular limitations uh of course them being apple they kind of skimmed over uh limitations uh one particular limitation is um bad really really bad yeah i figured Um, yeah i'll mention that in a moment but um first and foremost uh the main kind of stupid limitation uh is that the macbook uh air versus the macbook pro uh they have pretty much the same uh soc the the m1 obviously however the macbook air has a seven core gpu versus the eight core gpu on the macbook pro now the only reason I could see for the there being a seven core GPU on the air is just that they turned one of the fucking processor cores off. So that's kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, let's also mention the fact that the prices of these machines have not gone down, obviously, because it's Apple, uh, in spite of the fact that these chips are going to be cheaper for Apple to manufacture than they would be to buy from Intel. Oh, yeah. Um, but they uh, got to put also... all the R&D into it, man. 
They also uh, cannot output to more than one 8K monitor, I believe. Is it 8K or 6K that they're touting? Not that it fucking matters. Probably one, 8. Probably 8. For, it's what they're touting. For on, the, on the MacBook Air, like, you're not even going to hook it up to an external display. Shut up. Um, and on the MacBook Pro, you're probably not going to be doing, like, actual hardcore video editing on something like this and that's there or photo editing and that's the only time where you're going to actually want an external 8k display and uh if you're doing that kind of work on a regular basis you probably have a mac pro that you're using what yeah you gonna i was gonna say i was gonna talk about the macbook air but like i i the M- m1 trip is probably great for what apple needs but again the problem with apple is that I've always had is gaming. And I'm assuming that there's still not going to be any games made for Apple, so why buy an Apple computer? Well, if, for a gamer? Yeah, yeah, no, there's no point. But um Oh, I see the the MacBook Air doesn't have a fan. That's probably why they turned off one of the GPU cores. Um, yeah, that's funny because I, I was just reading that. Let's go over to the MacBook Air. Uh, it says that the new MacBook Air is 98% faster than PC laptops sold in the previous year and nine times faster than the most recent Air. If you bought the most recent MacBook Air and you're being told that the new one is nine times faster than the MacBook Air that you got, I would be pissed. I would so... be so pissed. And also... Uh, the how shitty was the was the old MacBook Air? Yeah, that's the thing is that uh, I would not be surprised if the previous MacBook Air was like a dual core processor. Uh, because the MacBook Air has always gotten the biggest shaft whenever it comes to power and any it really any specs any specs yeah. at all. Um, and um, also, and also, also, uh, I want to know what PCs they're talking about. It says the MacBook Air is ninety-eight percent faster than PC laptops sold in the previous year. Which PC laptops are we talking about? Are we talking about two hundred dollar <laughs> Walmart specials, or are yes. we talking about like actually good laptops that have been sold? Oh, well, you God. know, most people go from uh, from a two hundred dollar Walmart laptop to a thirteen hundred dollar Apple iMac. That's yeah, the natural progression, right? I mean, right. for some people, unfortunately, like there are going to be a lot of kids who like got through high school or whatever on the, the a shitty hand me down netbook, and then they're like, "Well, I'm going to school. I need a good laptop. Better spend a thousand dollars on a computer that." has slightly better specs than the netbook and Um, i find this funny so the 2020 macbook air the new one coming out with the m1 chip is 999 dollars uh that'll start shipping tuesday november 17th notably this price the price for this model is uh is comes with a seven core gpu Mm -hmm. i assume they meant cpu no okay and takes full uh the one that takes full advantage of that would cost $1,249. So you have to pay 250 bucks to For actually the core. 
to, to for to get an additional core. Yeah, that is uh, well, and I CPU, assume the CPU is an eight core CPU, with, uh, but it's a big little setup, so it's a uh, four big, four little. Yeah. And what's up with the? I don't know how it's working with the GPU. Where they're using GPU cores. Yeah. Is it set up the same as, just like their processor, or because GPUs uh, are fundamentally different than CPUs. Yeah, um, it's it, it's the same way that like mobile GPU w- GPUs work. They're not okay. like they're not like desktop GPUs where you have like a thousand stream processors or whatever. Uh, they're they're a lot more like like mobile processors. In oh, way. I see. So no, that that, that is completely accurate. That it's that makes an sense. Core GPU, um, but uh, yeah, I I was looking the most recent MacBook Air, which. Wow. Uh, launched early March of this year. Um, oh, I feel they... so bad. And also, I want to <laughs> laugh at all the people who bought that. So the maximum spec that you could get is a quad-core i7, um, but the normal version is a 1.1 gigahertz dual-core i3. Uh, so, you know, that's uh, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that, that um, sounds terrible. The so, uh, but that's the only one uh, actually that had a quad core option. Um, previously, uh, all the way back to 2018, uh, the only option you had was a dual core i5 uh, at 1.6 gigahertz. So, um, yeah, the, the, like I said, the MacBook Air has always been shit. Uh, 2018 was the first one that had a screen that was actually high definition, I believe. Um, I may be wrong. The, the older ones may have been, no, no. Uh, so the, the one before that, uh, had 1440 by 900, uh, screens on the upper end. Um, and they were shit. They looked awful. There were shitty little TN panels. Oh no! Like, <laughs> Not even like uh, crappy IPS panels. No, they they were garbage. Like it 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 had always been like remarkable whenever you looked at the entire MacBook lineup and you you saw the MacBook Pro and then you looked over and there's this the MacBook Air that looks like a fucking netbook by comparison. Um. Anyway, uh, speaking of MacBook Pro. Um, you've got the new MacBook Pro has, uh, up to 20 hours of battery life, which is, you know, that's pretty cool. I guess. Um, if, uh, probably if you're not doing anything on it and it's No, it's, it's 20 hours of video playback, which, oh, that's you not know, bad. whatever. Um, pretty good. It, the, the old MacBook uh, Pro, I believe had 10 hours. Uh, so it, it almost doubles the battery life. Um, it has a dedicated machine learning processor, so that's kind of cool. Um, so this is where I'll get into the main thing that makes this entire endeavor really shitty. If you actually do things on your pro quote unquote pro, uh, hardware, which is that they top out at 16 gigs of Ram. Why? Why? And you can't 
replace the RAM, even on the Mac Mini. They're soldered um, in, aren't they? Not just soldered in. They're just part of the fucking SOC. Oh, so okay. There's bad. nothing you can do about it. Bad. So, bad yeah, and it's... <laughs> so if you're trying to do, like, even video editing, that's yeah. not going to work. And, and that's... A lot of people who use Macs will do, like, Photoshop or video editing on it. Yeah. So, so photo or video editing. And... Like... I can tell you this. I, when I was working at Sony, I would go and we'd get warnings whenever anybody was under a hundred gigs of free of free space on their their C drive, and we would go in while they were working and we would like clear out their temporary files and just try to make it so that their computer was over that one hundred gig threshold. And you know, sometimes we'd have to go up to them and ask them, hey, can we can we offload some of this to one of our servers, et cetera, et cetera. But a lot of times with the artists, we would go to delete their temporary files. And of course, some files wouldn't delete because they were in use. And a lot of the time, it was like a 30 gig Photoshop file mm -hmm. that was just sitting there as a temporary file until they closed it out. Um, and it, you know, it got deleted eventually. So but, if you, if you do motion graphics work, which yeah. like, like after effects is the industry standard at this point, but there are a ton of people who use motion. Um, and if, if you try to do motion graphics in motion, uh, on 16 gigs of Ram, it's going to use half your Ram just on that. Well, well, like, uh, the, the lighting artists, the guys who did all the lighting and all the, the cinematics and stuff four days gone, I had to give them 64 gigs of RAM was like the minimum we could have in their computer. Right. And like limiting them to 16 gigs, they would strangle it, me to death. That's what it, they would it do. It wouldn't work. It no. just wouldn't. Uh, like, no, you're not going to be doing like industry... 3d modeling and whatnot on a macbook pro you're going to use a mac pro but we all know that that's what apple is leaning towards is putting apple silicon into everything including their pro their their pro line and they have to get past this limitation before that's going to work or they're going to fuck themselves yeah. um now to be fair uh for right now they are still selling the Intel versions of all of these machines. Uh, I'm assuming that they're more expensive, but you can still get uh, spec-bumped Intel versions of all of these, including the Mini. Um, so so, like, so if, let's, let's go over the Mac, MacBook Pro, and the specs that you can get in it, and then we'll go over the Mini and go to the specs that you can get in that. So the Pro is $1,300 for the starting model with 256 gigs of storage, 8 gigs of RAM, um, and then it climbs up to $1,500 for 512 gigs of storage, um, and it doesn't say how much RAM, though I assume 16 gigs of RAM? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Apple.com right now. And, and it is see. saying that... Um, the M1 chip also enables mach machine learning 
at up to 11 times faster than the existing Pro. And the new MacBook Pro, the 13-inch model, compared to the previous model, is, according to them, 2.8 times faster than the existing model. The $1,500 version still only has 8 gigs of RAM. How much does it increase to put another 8 gigs of RAM? Let me hit select. And it's another $200. So $1,700 for for a 512 gigabytes of storage and 16 gigs of RAM. Yep. So for $1,700, I could build a very nice PC. So... Uh, that that would want, be better than this. If you want the i5 quad core uh, version that comes with 16 gigs of RAM and a terabyte SSD, that's $2,000. Okay. Uh, so you know how much a terabyte SSD costs? A hundred uh, bucks. Uh, now, is that NVMe? That's NVMe, baby. Oh, I looked really? it up. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, you can get you can up that you can up that to thirty two gigs of RAM uh for another four hundred dollars. Uh I thought the MacBook Pro couldn't get thirty two gigs of RAM. The Intel version can. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how much sixty four gigs of RAM costs? Uh I wanna say sixty four gigs of DDR four. Yeah. Um probably like two hundred bucks. About two to two fifty. About two fifty. Yeah, that's say two fifty sounds about right. Yeah. Uh so they're they're pricing their additional sixteen gigs of RAM uh higher than it would cost to just buy sixty four gigs of RAM. Um and now and keep in mind that's for a quad core i five. Jesus. You know, I now, priced out. Want... I, I, okay. <laughs> I, I, I just want you to say, I, I, no, I priced this out. I, I priced it out last night because I'm thinking about um, if I'm able to keep, like, because my contract right now is six months. My plan is go through the six month contract. If it gets extended, then I'm going to build a new computer. And so I priced out the computer I want. The computer I want would have two one terabyte NVMe drives in RAID 0. Then I would have four one terabyte SSDs in RAID 0. So that's six terabytes of storage. Why are you doing RAID 0 on everything? You like having backups. Uh, no. No. You, that's the opposite. You don't do backups on RAID 0, bro. Sure, sure. One of those drives goes down, you have that whole other drive with half your data. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> so uh, because, I want, because I have... Uh, external ones that I would save all of my files to. So this would be mainly game drives. Um, you really need one terabyte of... No, I need six terabytes. So, uh, but, but, but this is just like a dream computer, just built, like pricing it out, right? Uh, your computer retardo. Yes. Uh, with the 5950X, uh, which is the 16-core... 32 thread uh 32 thread processor 64 gigs of ram uh and an RTX 3080 you know case and motherboard and all that all of that together way too much storage 
um, like the best processor you can get and one of the best graphics cards you can get for $3,000. That's how much it would cost. Or I can buy a shitty MacBook Pro that has less than half of the power for over two grand. So uh, if you want... If you want to, if you want real pro power, okay, for a measly $2,799, you can upgrade to a 2.3 gigahertz 8 core Intel i9 with a, with a separate AMD Radeon Pro 5, uh, 5500M. Just keep in mind. The other one I mentioned doesn't even have discrete graphics. That uses Intel integrated Iris graphics. Nice. So this one has a 5500? Yeah. That is that's yeah. not even the good one, right? The no. good one's the 5700, I believe. So you can you can upgrade that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You can upgrade that. Oh, that's also only 4 gigs of of video memory. And it's GDDR6 memory. Good, good. Um, well, GDDR6 is fine. I know that... So, yeah. there's also HBM2. Uh, so you can upgrade to the 5600M with 8 gigs of HBM2 memory for only 700 additional dollars. So that would be um, $3,400? $3, and you okay. mentioned having 64 gigs of RAM. Well, let me tell you, uh, you want 64 gigs of RAM, that'll run you an extra $800. That's so but stupid. At least it starts at a terabyte of storage. Of course, if you want two terabytes, well, every terabyte is an additional $400. Um, I don't so, like you know, this, Aroa. It I... maxes out at eight terabytes. And how... Beef up, beef it up. Beef it up, tell me how much... So the, so the we do, highest we do all that, end would be. We, we do all that. We also up the processor by uh, 100 megahertz base clock and 200 uh, megahertz turbo boost. Um, and we get a max out MacBook Pro 16 inch uh, at a paltry $6,699 dollars. And would it be as powerful as the computer that I have spec'd out? Uh, well, no, but it, so like you can't directly compare them because it is a portable device. However, there are multiple Windows based laptops. I will uh, duct tape a keyboard <laughs> and a fucking screen onto my thing and then like have a giant so, generator that I tout around with me. So here's the thing, um, is that I could, I could do all of this besides uh, the eight terabytes of storage. I'm not sure about that. And I don't know about the 60. I, I, do they make 32 gig DDR4 DIMMs? I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So you could do all of this in a, in a mini ITX form factor uh, yep. with a desktop grade GPU, desktop grade CPU. Um, and it would still cost half this. Oh but yeah. Really? My, my build isn't far off of this. Like 
I would need to up the RAM. Um, but like otherwise, you could do all that, shove it in a briefcase with a mon with a monitor glued in there and have pretty much the same damn thing, just you know, it's not portable, not as portable. Yeah. I'm sure you could make that portable if you threw a battery or a uh yeah, oh, just it, it need to be a pretty big power supply. Yeah, I'm sure you, you just could do it. Yeah, you just need a like a fucking car battery or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like, uh the Mac Mini. Let's talk about the Mac Mini real quick. Um the Mac Mini is back and it's also getting an M1 processor. Uh it starts at seven hundred dollars, which is actually kind of reasonable. It says that it's sixty uh, percent more efficient and three times faster than the twenty eighteen iteration. Uh, it says it this baby. It says this little baby has a six fold increase in graphic performance and a fifteen times increase in machine learning capability. Uh, comes in two flavors: two hundred fifty six gigs of storage and eight gigs of RAM for seven hundred dollars, or five hundred twelve gigs of storage for nine hundred dollars. <laughs> Did they increase it by two hundred dollars for two hundred and fifty six yep. gigs? They sure did. That's the only difference. It's the only one. This this they won't, they won't fucking know what they're paying for. Oh Fuck. my god! How is that even? How? I don't get why Apple is associated with a quality of pedigree, because. As somebody who is an IT professional, I feel insulted trying to buy this sort of stuff. You can get... If you sit down and if you look at what you're buying, you are getting raked over the coals. You can, as I was saying, you can get a 512 gig SSD for 50 bucks. Why like a good one. industry standard again? In uh, media, that is? They're not. Um, they're not really. They're not anymore. Yeah. Um. They are industry. They're standard where I'm working currently. A lot of people, like a like, eighty percent of the workforce that I work with uses MacBooks. But so, um, I will say, they, th they do get some degree, of notoriety, um, in certain crowds because they are BSD based. Um, because it Macs at Mac OS on its own is POSIX compliant, uh, which means that it, it, it works really well in development, developer environments. A lot of the developers at one of my last jobs liked to work on Macs because all of their, all their utilities like Git and, and build and all that, like you could, you could program with a MacBook pretty much out of the box if if you wanted to. Um, yeah, but you could do that with, you know, a basic IDE suite on Windows, too. That's that's a problem that has an easy solution. And I, I get the utility of, oh, it just works like this. But it also just works like that because I guess you're shoving $400 minimum more than you need to in parts. Yeah. Like, yeah, like this. There's a trade-off there that I just don't think is worth it. Uh, the Mac Mini should be priced at, like, $400. I, I, so I, I've, I've long said I'm, I'm no Apple evangelist, but I like their, I like their products for what they are, not for what they cost. Um, and this whole M1 thing 
really makes that harder to justify. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen benchmarks yet, I will admit, but I have a very difficult time believing that one, these things are going to be able to compete with uh, the x86 platform, um, especially considering that these, these are, these are basically processors that they're shoving in desktops. Um, but like, I, I also just, I can't see how they justify this in any meaningful way at this point. Like, Oh, I know. I know how they justify it because they're, they're Apple. They just, they, they just do it because they're better in, in their own minds and in the no, minds it's, of their fans. It's like, because people will buy it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Like yeah. people, people do this shit almost as tradition at this point, And it's disgusting. Um, it's a pedigree thing. Absolutely. I, I like what really scares me about this move over to Apple Silicon is that over time, unless this is a failure, unless the M1 chip sucks so much that no one wants to use it and no one buys it, uh, the Hackintosh community is fucked. And that's going to really blow if if they manage to kill off all x86 Mac OS support and Hackintoshes are essentially dead. Oh, I know that's uh, what they want. That's that's what they want to do. I would not be surprised yeah. in three to five years if they have an update to Mac OS that says you can't update if you're on an x86 processor. No, uh, th- that's what their plan is. Like they right. have said that. Yeah. And I but I I really hope that it doesn't work out that way, but that is what they want. They they've said that specifically that they want over the next 2 years want to eventually move it to where they are not selling Intel processor powered uh, Macs anymore. Yeah, cuz they uh, like, it's it's a lot more revenue for you and profit. If, well, and, and if they also get way more control. Like yeah. if they can if they can get software on their platform that specifically only works well with the m1 chip then that stuff can't even get ported over to windows very easily and that's what they really want they want you to be trapped in the apple ecosystem as much as possible because that's just that's the business model of modern computing really but isn't that just gonna isolate the replication base it, hey, does yes. anybody know what the current share? Um, let's look at this specifically, maybe on the phone market first. Uh, what percentage out there are people using of iPhone as opposed to Android slash whatever else? So I I know that Androids, Android phones make up a larger percent of the market, but Apple makes more money. Apple, yeah. as of the second quarter twenty twenty, iPhones uh, claimed thirteen point five percent. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. It. But okay, I they get money off of that whole 13.5%. Whereas yeah, and even if you want to be a developer, you need to pay in. Apple is all about nickel and diming their customers every part of the way. Again, I would feel insulted if I was an Apple fan. Me too. I, I was going to say maybe with a fair share of the mobile market, this would be a strong move because People would just be like, well, I have an Apple phone. Might as well stick with that environment, you know? But... So they are kind of banking on that, though, because do, do you do you know 
what the like one of the main draws of their move to this is uh, that's that iPhone and iPad apps work on this platform. They they're going to work on the Intel side as well, but they're going to probably be a lot more functional on these ARM-based chips. They're they're trying to get you to want to because you have an iPhone or an iPad and there are apps on there that work really well. They want those apps to also work well on the Mac platform so that you're wanting to go, well, th these things work so well on my iPhone and I can use the same thing on my computer if I buy a Mac? I'm going to buy a Mac. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, and I just don't think that it's worth doing an entire infrastructure lockdown for the functionality that I get with using Chrome. We, we don't, but normies do. That's true. Nor normies are dumb. Normies are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like. Apple's this, entire market is based on the philosophy that normies, normies don't are know dumb. what they're paying for. <laughs> yeah, and if like, it's working for them, a trillion dollar well, company. Fuck. Well, why do you think? Why do you? I've always thought it was weird that they'll have like their A11 or A12 chip, but they don't give any specifications on it. So, they, well, it's but normies, normies don't, care. don't even know what any of that means. Yeah, like, so they're just why. like it has a new chip in it and it's faster. That makes the number is bigger. Better. Yeah. I, I made TikTok and TikTok didn't 30 frame per second. Great. Where I think that's, it's that's how they all sound in my head. I, I like to know like how many cores does it have? How fast does it run? How much RAM does it and, have? But if so somebody's like, going to buy an they'll iPhone, they'll give you that on their website. Yeah. But you're still like the people who actually give a shit about that know whether or not they need a Mac to do their jobs is yeah. a thing. And all all this is on on the side of of the normie is looking at all these numbers and going oh, big number eight cores oh that's a, that's a big number <laughs> I usually hear two and four or, hey. or like oh. why are we like... making fun of people who listen to my podcast <laughs> <laughs> and like they just keep on coming back for more at this point <laughs> that's true. I don't know why we're we're always the the shit on Apple podcast because uh, they're bad. Be fair, Apple doesn't do anything worth not shitting on. <laughs> I yeah. wish that wasn't the case. It like every single move that they've made as of late has just only only further made me go. Uh, uh, why do you want me to hate you so much, Apple? I yeah. used to like them. I really did. But I also used to like Google, and now I just hate everything. Ah, uh, yep, that's that's how it, how it happens when you get older. Uh, I strangely identify with that. But our shitting on Apple podcast time, I think, has come to an end. Yeah, Do not buy these new Apple products. That's yeah, our. Please don't. Please don't. Uh, I, I want to build a Hackintosh someday, but if they get rid of the x86 platform, I can't do that. Don't you have a Hackintosh? No, not... Well, I sort of do. My my old uh, T420 does still have Mojave on it. Um, but can you, can you upgrade like that? To, uh, technically, it shouldn't be capable of running Mojave. Uh, oh, okay. they, they killed off Sandy Bridge with Mojave. Um, and I'm using a kernel 
patch to make it even run in the first place. And there are a lot of graphical issues. Oh, I see. Uh, I see. And everything since Mojave just does not work on Sandy Bridge whatsoever. Dang it, Mojave. Anyway, we are going to call it a day. I want to thank you for being here, Aroa. No problem. And thank you for being here, Cyberpunk Drunk. Don't forget, if you want to get your votes in before this time next week, you need to put a five-star review on Apple iTunes. Just vote Aroa or Pizza. Exactly. And, of course, um, I'm your host, Nathan Reed Spruth. I will be back next week, joined by one or both of these fine gentlemen. Goodbye.